I attempted hiking the Blue Mountains of Australia. Uh, there was a week-long trail, but it wasn't well marked and ended up getting lost and stuck oh. in a canyon for a couple of days. If you're willing to get your hands dirty and accept all of the experiences of like getting caught in the rain or or happy for, for me, I definitely did the extremes um, mm -hmm. where I slept on the side of the road. I hitchhiked. <laughs> I, I, I worked all sorts of different types of jobs, any job basically. That gave it such a rich experience, you know? Right. You're listening to A Real Human Being, a podcast about conversation and connection and being human. My name is Josh Putnam, and I believe that everybody is worth listening to, that connection is powerful and healing, and that we need each other. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the show today. I'm really excited about my guest. Uh, it is, I have asked a, a, a good friend of mine, one of my, my best buddies, to come on and do uh, a conversation, uh, have a conversation with me. Um, this is Jason Rogers. And uh, Jason is, is one of my best friends. And this is, this is part two. We, we did this already. Um, about, about two weeks ago and um, I had some technical difficulties with my audio on my end so it was a great conversation and now and, and no one will ever hear it uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to to do it again thanks for yeah. being on for sure it's great to be here it yeah. took us a, uh, some time before to get all this set up but yep. like it's working now <laughs> which yep. is great yep. a lot of technical difficulties that's yeah. That's been the that's been uh, a learning curve for me as I've I never really used Zoom much. Um, so like this year, I've obviously everyone went to Zoom and they were working from home and using Zoom mm -hmm. a lot. But I already worked from home and um, and uh, and I work for myself, so I don't I didn't have I wasn't forced to learn how to use it like everyone else mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. So it, it's been a little bit of a learning curve for me to figure out how to use it. And, and, uh, so there have been quite a few technical difficulties for me so far, but it's part but of the learning. Yep. Part of the process of learning, I guess. So, so, yeah. um, let's jump in last time. Um, we were on, I had you on, you informed me rather, um, casually that you were getting married in, two days from then mm -hmm. <laughs> and I had no idea that's right that that was going to happen um I mean I knew that you had, had been seriously dating and that you were talking about marriage but this was just like you were like oh by the way yeah I'm getting married in a couple <laughs> out so, of the blue out of like the I'm blue. getting married that's right so so now we're we're past that we're we're it's it's done you've 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 done it and and you're married and, and uh, <laughs> that's right and now you're so so how did it go so it went really well um good i proposed to her and then like three days later we got married in a hot air balloon yes well and so but you because okay so this is kind of funny because a couple months ago you and i i asked you to come help me on a on a film project i was doing a music video and we on the drive up so it's like an hour away and on the drive up we were just talking and, and we passed by we saw there was a hot air balloon in the sky you know mm -hmm. and i so then i asked you and 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 our my other friend there would you guys ever 
ride a hot air, but you know, get do a hot air balloon ride. And you were both immediately were like, yes, absolutely. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> like, I don't think I will. Yeah. I just, I was never really appealed to me for one, but I just don't really like, I mean, I don't like heights. It does. It is scary to me, but it also doesn't interest me either. You know, I think mm-hmm. that there's mm-hmm. a lot of value in like, if you, if you don't do something, but, but, it, but you really want to, but you're scared, there's value in overcoming that and doing it. Right. Me, like, I don't, there's no, I'm not, I don't want to do it either. So I never did, but you did it. But then you mentioned that time, like you'd like to get married in a hot air balloon. I think you, you said that. It, I think so. Yeah. Cause I, I had been on my mind for a while. It was yeah. like, I was thinking about proposing in a hot air balloon. Cause it was something oh, okay. on, on, our bucket list together because mm. she has different things that she wants to accomplish with her life. And I have the same thing where I really mm. want to do some, a, a lot of different things. And that was something on our bucket list together where we wanted to uh, ride in a hot air balloon. I was like, why not just step it up a bit? And yeah. <laughs> originally I was going to propose in a hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then as our relationship continued, we were basically engaged already and i was like you know why not just get married in a hot air balloon especially yeah. because of covid happening it'd be really i we didn't want to wait for covid to go to get over and then after waiting setting it up and mm-hmm. having people i'm like it just became really complicated weddings are super yeah. complicated already yeah plus the covid thing so you can only invite so many people it's like let's just well then let's just elope and yeah. let's elope in a very big way. So we got married in a hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah, that's that's remarkable. Now you and you mentioned that like it was a super windy day, so you weren't allowed to actually go up. So it wasn't that's right. Wasn't quite maybe the experience you had hoped it would be in that way, but still, still cool that you were able to do it. So it just stayed on the ground, but you got you got married mm-hmm. in a hot air balloon. That's right. Well, let's talk about weddings for a second, because um, that's an interesting topic to me. Um, in in the from this perspective of like. I think there is a lot of stress built in that it has just become a cultural sort of expectation mm-hmm. that you have to do this big, grand, grand expensive, thing. you know, uh, you know, production. And yeah. I, and I think that, 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 I think it can be a, a very, a major detriment or, or, or kind of an, uh, a negative experience for a lot of people. You know. It can be, yeah. You're right. It's very frustrating for the the couple, and yeah. it's. I can understand the benefit now after going and getting eloped because mm. I mean, the big wedding makes it feel more legit for sure. Um, really. Versus we went and eloped and it only was like an hour, you know, mm-hmm. some some planning beforehand and of like setting up the balloon and asking a friend to mm-hmm. do the um, um, what the the ceremony for us and then uh, and then just doing it. And it was all done within an hour and a half. And that was it. <laughs> so did you find that there was maybe some disappointment or, or regret? Uh, no or not no no it was just like really simple uh-huh. really simple and straightforward and um and it's taking a good while to realize oh yeah i yeah, am I'm married. married yeah because i didn't <laughs> I th- feel like what you've seen growing up you know this big wedding and reception and you know yeah, that's yeah but it, it's more of that it's, it's more of like the day-to-day things of like not much has changed since yeah. we've been married except for I'm slowly moving all my stuff out of 
yeah. my apartment and then into her apartment. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's like the only difference. And, and now it's really starting to hit home that, yeah, I am married. Life has changed in a very drastic way, mm-hmm. but it's, it t- it's taking two weeks to get to this point of like, oh, wow, that just happened. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. No, I had, yeah. I had a cousin who, who kind of elo- not really eloped per se, but like just got married at the, the courthouse. Like they just decided to just do it. And I don't, mm. I can't, they didn't, I don't, they either didn't tell anyone before or they only told a couple people like their parents or something. I can't remember, but they just did it. And I have, like, I have mixed feelings sometimes on it. Mm. I, my, I love the um, idea of, you know, celebrating. I love the idea of celebrating your relationship, but I don't think that necessarily needs to be done in the in a big, huge, stressful um, production that's really expensive and you know takes right. Um, but but I also so so part of me wants to just like hey let's just go you know go do it you know go get married and uh, you know whenever i get to that point right that mm-hmm. let, let's just do it and not tell anyone and just do it and then we can have a party after or, you know people it's nice then, but. it's it's really nice because and that's the plan for us is after all this is over in the summertime we'll end up having a party mm-hmm. and and that we actually have all of that planned out beforehand Mm -hmm. um a while ago but it's just it's just just like too complicated to do it now Mm -hmm. and um and we wanted to start our life together sooner than later and why wait and like the waiting process like there's really no point of putting our whole life on hold Mm -hmm. until once you know you're gonna get married why yeah yeah exactly until we can have this party um to announce our our um, marriage and it's like let's just get married now so we can continue planning our life together for the next six months and then have the party when everything is warmer and and um, ready to go for society and community purposes yeah well we'll see if uh, that Mm -hmm. we'll see if uh if if I think a lot of people are, are, I've heard a lot of people once, you know, once this is all over, I just, I don't know that it's ever going to be over. It's it's not going to completely be over. I mean, people are now paranoid because of um, right. COVID and, and I don't think that paranoia is ever going to go away. Well, and I, I think. Especially with the news. I mean, the news is going to try to keep right. it there as long as it possibly yeah. can, because yeah. it just gives them something to talk about. Well, and, I- yeah, and I, I think stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, or or push their own agendas and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of the, the the issue that I see is that um, we're because it's not really, you know, the, the the responses like the 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 fact that you couldn't or that you felt that you couldn't have this big party that wasn't because the virus came in and said, you can't have, have this party. It was because a governor or a, you know, whoever a person in, in government said, you can't have this party, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, I think that the, the idea that it's going to get back to normal, that's really just 
the, the, the changes in society have come because of responses of human beings, not, and, and particularly those in, in political power or governmental power, um, not really just because of a natural, you know, occurrence. So, so I'm just, I'm curious as I'm watching it unfold, like at what point do people start to realize, okay, this isn't, you know, cause it was at first it was okay. Two, two weeks to flatten the curve. And then now it's like almost a year later and, Oh yeah, it's all. You're right. It has almost been a year later. Come yeah. what February or March? Yeah, yeah. It's a full year later. It's like yeah. wow, and we're still in this yeah. limbo. We're just gonna do this for this amount of time. Don't worry, it'll we'll go back to normal. But it just in in history's um, uh, in, in the book of history, there's never a time where a where a um, where political powers take temporary power and then give it back <laughs> right interesting so yeah. i just don't see that that's gonna really happen at this point but but we wow. you know so i'm just kind of watching it unfold but um and trying to find a but this is a conversation i had with my cousin um on for this podcast a couple of days ago mm-hmm. where it's like trying to find a balance where i can be compassionate and kind and 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 respectful and empathetic with people mm-hmm. but also kind of call out what i see as hypocrisy or 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 um bad behavior even by right yeah by leaders and and stuff so and it's been a quite a challenge so but we can we can we can shift away from that conversation we can talk about something else <laughs> for um, what were what were some of the things we talked about last time? I don't. Well, I don't... we talked about we talked about um, your your travels. I mm-hmm. think was a big uh, topic that we that we discussed last time, because um, that's always been something that has been very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted and and I think we, um, I mean, I've always been interested in in traveling, but but not mm-hmm. maybe to the degree that you have. Right. Um, or I have just let other things stop me. Um, although I, I would say, I don't think that I, it, it's as big of a passion for me as it is for you, but it, for you, it was like, I'm doing this. I had to get out there. I have, I have to do it. I'll yeah. regret it if I don't. And you just did it. Yeah. So let's, we can talk a little bit about that. Like, you know, when you did, did it, where you went and what your experience was like. Yeah. So I, when I was 14 years old, for those who are just coming into this story, I uh, 14 was it 14? No, no, no. Sorry, I'm I'm thinking of something else completely. <laughs> so I was 21. Okay, that's 22. That's quite a different. Uh, 21, yeah. 22, and I was out um, proselyting for my religion. Right. And I came across a couple of hitchhikers, and they were hitchhiking across the U.S. And that's when this it inspired. I was inspired that I wanted to go hitchhiking, uh, or or going across the world. Like I wanted at that point, I was like, I want to hitchhike around the world because mm-hmm. these guys are doing it across the U.S. I want to do it around the world. I want to do even extreme. Mm-hmm. And um, four or five years later, um, I'm in college. And college isn't going as well as I planned. I'm I'm not a very good student. 
I love to learn. Learning is definitely one of my passions in life, mm -hmm. but the process of learning is very different for, for a handful of different people. Right. And yeah. The way school does their learning process isn't something that caters to my learning right. process. Totally. So I, for me so too, I struggled yeah. so much in school and um, I was thinking that school is only going to take me like what, five, six years to get a, a degree and then I'd be done and then I can actually go and live my life and go travel the world and blah, blah, blah. But mm -hmm. come to find out, like, it takes a lot longer than that, especially for me. And um, and I got this impression one day where it's like, if I don't leave now, I'm never going to go mm. to travel the world. And I was like, I got to go. So mm -hmm. I bought a plane ticket to New Zealand for like 600 bucks and then started planning my trip. I was like, I'm just going to backpack it across the world and try to make it all the way around. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a friend of mine at the time who decided he wanted to come with me. So he also bought a plane ticket to New Zealand. And uh, six months later, we went. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of different miracles and like um, things that took place in that process that made it possible for me to travel around the world. Yeah. One of those was learning that there are online communities that that you exchange work for places to stay yeah so um, that you didn't have to go and and mm -hmm. and, and uh, rent a hotel or, or stay in hostels or whatever that's right that's right so um i um, managed a clothing store in New Zealand for the first two months, mm -hmm. and then in exchange for for room and board, for place, yeah, for yeah. room and board. Yeah. So they they housed and and fed Kyle and I for mm -hmm. that that time period. Yeah. Kyle then went off for a month to go kind of explore on his own, yeah. and then we started to explore together. Oh, oh, so he did. So he went off for a little while at first, and then mm -hmm. you guys came back together. Mm -hmm. That's right. Oh, okay. Okay. We d we did that a couple of times. Okay. Because there was one one thing that, and I don't know if it was this first time, but that you guys kind of separated. But but I I remember you talking about how you kind of rec realized both of you there was a you you had different ideas of what you were really mm -hmm. hoping to experience or the way that you were hoping to experience this traveling. Um, can you can you speak to that a little bit? And oh yeah, so there's there's many different ways of traveling. And um, in Kyle's traveling style and my traveling style are very different. Mm. Like uh, his his form of travel is is your um, like for most people who imagine traveling, that's his ideal traveling where you mm -hmm. go to a new location, you get a hotel or a hostel, right. and for a couple of days you kind of see that city or town. Right. You go to all of the museums, you go right. to yeah. all of the um, um, kind like of the zoos, tourist locations, tourist locations mm -hmm. and you experience like what you go to the different stores and buy things, you sit down at the restaurants and you eat there. Yeah. Um, that's your classic travel style, you know, right. um, which is great, and, yeah. which is great. I mean, yeah. and it's beautiful. I yeah. love that style. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but there's so many other ways you can do it. Yeah. Right. And yours was kind of inspired by what you just talked about that story where you saw these guys hitchhiking and you're mm -hmm. like, I want to do that. Right. So my type of style is what you call vagabonding. Uh, vagabonding bonding is where you settle down in, in a town for a month or more like mm -hmm. uh, a, if you're going to really do it it's like uh, stick around for six months if you can because you really get to know the area for me i mm -hmm. stayed in an area minimum of a month 
maximum three months. Mm. And, um, and there's a handful of different ways you can do that, do that where some people, if you have the money, you just rent a, uh, an apartment, you yeah, know, you just yeah. for that time period or an Airbnb right, and yeah. work out that. For me, I exchanged work because mm. um, I could find these different um, these different individuals and families that needed extra hand extra help around. Um, right. And and in exchange, they gave me a place to stay and food to eat. And I so think I managed, that. I think that that does a couple of things, right? So one th- one thing it does is that it makes it cheaper. It does, like you know, dramatically you, cheaper. Yeah, yeah, way cheaper. Like, but it also, if you're not spending a hundred dollars a day for a place to stay, right. plus yeah. uh, you're looking at thirty dollars food. In food. And, yeah. So so that's a hundred and thirty dollars that you're not spending every day. Right. Uh, which means you're saving a hundred and thirty dollars a day, yeah. and and which means your you can stay there for a longer period of time that way right exactly you can travel for longer Mm -hmm. if you're if you're traveling on a budget if you're somebody who's like i really want to travel but i don't have enough money well that's a a great answer to that problem oh it is the the other thing i think it does is that it allows you to engage in the culture and the kind of the communities Uh, yeah and and that's why i loved it like i i loved it because i was able to really um, work alongside with the mm-hmm. locals. I ate with the locals. I played with the locals. I made friends with the locals, and then mm-hmm. the friend, and then they also showed me all of the best places that the locals go to see. Which right. some of them were the things that tourists do, but a lot of them weren't what the tourists yeah. do, and and King they were still just as exciting, if not more exciting, because you don't yeah. have to deal with all these people that yeah. don't belong there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that are just kind of like uh, you know observing Mm -hmm. uh, there to kind of observe from the outside but you're kind of engaging in it i think a little bit more that's right that's right i'm much rather engaged in uh, i want to be engaged in my traveling versus just observing everything yeah Um, and i feel like it's contributing to society more than it is by spending money to stay at a hotel and uh, and the food like that's still yeah. contributing to that location but it's but also like ever as as an observer you change the environment um like we know this in science that that mm. by observing atoms you change the way the atom reacts yeah so like the and, double double slit um experience experiment mm-hmm. and um quantum physics and stuff that's right and yeah. that that same thing happens when you're a tourist where you go to this location mm-hmm. and you're trying to experience something different than you've ever experienced before mm-hmm. and while you're there you influence the way that place is now yeah. um it is you know and you get too many tourists in a location right. Um, and it completely changes the dynamics right. of that location. Where so it's not really as authentic. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. It becomes very unauthentic. It becomes like um, the tourists are very, they want to be pampered. Majority <laughs> of them, majority of them want to be pampered. They're looking for good, confident experiences, ones that give them pleasant feelings and emotions and they want mm-hmm. to feel safe uh, mm-hmm. and if you have too many tourists in an area 
that have money to spend, then the people in the area are going to make sure that they're accommodated, which mm -hmm. means that they're going to have apartments or hotels that with all the of the amenities that they need mm -hmm. and want, which is basically everything that they need and want when they're home. Right. So, so pizza, right. Yeah. Uh, and your so macaroni just, and cheese. Yeah. yeah. It becomes just become, like home, basically, you know. Yeah, or exactly. A version, a version of home, you know. Exactly. It just becomes yeah. another version of home with just yeah. slightly different, like, things to look at. Right, right, right. Yeah. Super lame. I don't know. That's yeah. that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. Versus, versus if you're willing to get your hands dirty and accept all of the experiences of, like, getting caught in the rain or or happening. For, for me, I definitely did the extremes um, mm -hmm. where I slept on the side of the road, I hitchhiked, <laughs> I, I, I worked all sorts of different types of jobs, any job, basically, depending on the type of person that I was working with, you know, it was all about the yeah. person I was working for, not so much the job itself. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, that gave it such a rich experience, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. A totally different one than a lot of people who, who go travel. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and and I so so let's talk a little bit about the different places you went. You you started in New Zealand and you worked I at did, a yeah. at a clothing store, clothing managed store. a clothing store, which is kind I of, did yeah. What a <laughs> unique experience that. And after was. that, I worked on a dairy farm for a day, mm -hmm. and then worked for a family, painted their house and mowed their lawn <laughs> for a couple of days. And this was all in New Zealand. This is all in New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Was there any other place that? Um, we stayed for people. Um, there was this, oh, so there was this one location where we were hitchhiking in a place called Christchurch. Mm -hmm. This is South Island for those who know New Zealand. Um, and we were hitchhiking outside of this lady's house. And she's like, she comes out and she's like, this is the best location for hitchhiking. Those, those hitchhikers who try to do it on the inside of, of town stand there for hours this is the best place so you guys are in a good location and we started having a conversation with her and she's really enjoyed our conversation that she's like here's our here's my phone number so if you ever want to come back and stay you're welcome you know yeah. I was like this is so cool and there's that was there's multiple different um things that like that happened on yeah. our travels um and so and did you go back and, and visit we her? did yeah. yes yeah so we went to the other side of the island for a couple of days and then made our way back to christ church okay and then spent a night at her house and helped her fix her roof and a handful mm. of other things that's cool so yeah yeah that's just that's really cool um and what a what a way to uh, um engage with the people really make connections because you're mm -hmm. giving them service and now they're giving you service in return and allowing you to stay at their place but but still there's just mm -hmm. a different i think there is something a kind of connection that happens between people when you when someone serves somebody else and does something kind for somebody else there's there it creates um i, I was so you know my um, you and I have talked about this and we've done some conversations um, revolving around my, my cards that I made that are like, uh, they're like conversation cards. Like, so you, oh yeah, they're great. You choose, and maybe we'll do one later, but so they're just questions that are designed to um, create connection and, and mm -hmm. create some vulnerability. And the way I designed them was that I found this article that was talking about, there were like six different areas um, of, of kind of like, conversation like topics and or different different uh 
you know, variables that, that created connection between people. And one of those is gratitude. So like when you feel grateful for somebody, you feel connected to them mm-hmm. um, or, and vice versa. And you want to do things for them that uh, allow them to feel grateful as well. Yeah. yeah and so I right. think that that's kind of what, what you're seeing here is you were doing things that allowed um, people to feel grateful to you. Mm-hmm. And, and then obviously they were doing things for you that, that in exchange that were gratifying. Um, but did you find that, that just the fact that, that, that they, maybe they felt grateful or that you felt grateful to them, that maybe there was a different level of connection with them than others? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I felt like majority of the majority of the places that I stayed, mm. I'm welcomed back at any time. Mm. Like yeah. I, I felt like I could call them up one day and say, Hey, I am in your area. May, mm. may I stay here? Um, it's cool. And majority of them would be like, absolutely, please come, you know? Yeah. Um, that's cool. And so I have friends all over the world because of the way I traveled. Yeah. And now that yeah. is, you had to, you had to give, you know, you had to do your part. You had to mm-hmm. be genuine and willing to, uh, to, engage in that way i think that there are those people who who do so the website you use is called workaway you know workaway mm-hmm. workaway.info oh and and i know that there are those who use it and who don't get welcomed back you know because they oh yeah don't really pull their they don't do what they uh yeah. they don't know how to they manage would. their very well you know they don't so, man- manage their what they don't manage their relationships well so right. the the major mistake that most people do is they break expectations. Right. So they don't know how to set up the expectation mm-hmm. beforehand and manage that expectation so it's not broken. Right. And some people are more critical than others and other people are more forgiving. More Some people have more expectations and others have less. But it's really, it boils down to that. If you can manage the expectations that someone has of you, then your relationship will continue to grow. Right. Sometimes Sometimes, sometimes people, because of their traumas and their um, their own um, relationship with themselves, mm-hmm. they they become too critical. And mm-hmm. they're, they're, the longer you get to know them, the more expectations they have of you because they're mm-hmm. expecting you to fail at one point. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like <laughs> these are different things that I understand over the years of of like traveling like I did and yeah. knowing people and and really getting to like you really have to love people to know people you know yeah. um and it's it's a tra- it's a challenge but it's it's a fun challenge if you're willing to really buckle down and yeah. and understand who the people are around you you know you have to be more interested in them than they are of you a lot of the times yeah Uh, and you have to uh, again just like manage those expectations so so i ended up writing an entire book on social that's what i I traveled yeah yeah that's what i was just going to transition to because i know that this was a part of your book Mm -hmm. um managing expectations for people and we've we've talked about this over the years that we've been friends um so let's let's we can come back to the travel experience in a little bit, but let's talk for a moment about, about your book um, and uh, what it's about. And so a lot of it came from this experience of traveling 
and the lessons that you learned and how to interact with people and how to how to be social. So the title of the book is Social the Power of Relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. So and and you and I did a, a podcast together about about the book a while we back. Did. Yes. So you could find that. And um, what's the website? So if you go to socialthepower.com and okay. that, that's one, or you can just type in the book, social, the, the name of the book, social, the power of mm-hmm. both will send you to the same location. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you can get the book on Amazon, but so let's talk a little bit about um, what, what the book's about and yeah. why you wrote so it. The, the book is based off of my, uh, like as a 14 year old boy, I was very awkward and weird. So mm-hmm. I, I, became it became kind of a dedication to me Mm. to identify what made me so weird you know and how could I be more social and I grasped that and by the time I got to college I felt like I started to really understand the principles of social Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I took it to the extreme by backpacking around the world Mm -hmm. And so you kind I of got, developed these theories or these, or these observations, and then you went and put them into practice. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then I went and put them into practice mm-hmm. and really honed them down to, to exactly what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of different mistakes I ended up making. And by this, what's important is I understood what those mistakes were by the time I was done um, on my travels and then came back and, and spent a year writing the book. Mm-hmm. So, and the book basically just shares all of those different principles and mindsets that it takes to really um, make friends and influence people, like Dale yeah. Carnegie says, yeah. or or really just manage your social re- and your relationships. You know, yeah. It, it, I, I feel like it definitely boils down the the principles of being social. Right. Yeah. Right. So it it's it's a kind of a guide from someone who who struggled. And I was the same way, struggled socially um, to make connections, make friends, to feel like I was wanted in a a group or in an environment um, socially, or that I could find ways to navigate that and, and just to make actual friends. And Mm -hmm. so you, um, you kind of break it down into, um, you know, actionable steps and, and talk about some research and then your own um, experiences, um, to, to, uh, to kind of decipher, okay, here are the things you do, um, or to lay out here are the action steps. This is what you can do. This is what is helpful. This is what, um, will work and be, be um, effective in helping you to, to become more social, um, Mm -hmm. more, more connected to other people and here are some of the pitfalls and here's why we might struggle and and kind of how to overcome some of those things yeah so uh, back to the original question of all the different places i traveled to mm-hmm. so after new zealand i worked on a horse farm in australia and then mm-hmm. worked with a friend of mine or made a friend and then worked on his land and his house for a couple of weeks uh okay. I try. I attempted hiking the Blue Mountains of Australia. Uh, there was a week-long trail, but it wasn't well marked, and ended up getting lost and stuck oh. in a canyon for a couple of days, which uh, was an exciting adventure. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, did you, and you I, just camped in there, or what? I did. Yeah, I was perfectly safe. You know, I was just yeah. kind of like I climbed down into the canyon, thinking the trail was at the bottom, and then realized that um, there wasn't a trail. 
and I had oh. 50 pounds of gear. So it was really hard to climb back up that cliff face with 50 pounds. Wow. So I spent the next couple of days just looking for a better way out, which there wasn't. So I ended up like spending six hours climbing up this, this wow. cliff with 50 pounds of gear <laughs> trailing behind me on a, on a uh, paracord, you know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So well, there's a lesson, to, I guess. Huh? I'd get up to a ledge and then pull my gear up and then set it in a, in another spot and then climb up to another ledge and pull my gear up. And that's how I managed to get out wow. um, of the canyon. And uh yeah, it was it was definitely one of my um one of my biggest mistakes, but also one of the best adventures I ever had. That's cool. So and so that's you, one, I mean, you survived that's one of the greatest things. Yeah, I survived. I was fine. I took yeah. uh, most of the precautions that I I tried. I like I tried to take as much precaution as I could beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, and if I really had gotten into any trouble, I still had cell reception where I was, so I could have called for help. Okay. Um, so I wasn't like in in huge dire need. I yeah. just happened to be stuck in a canyon and with you, fifty pounds of gear. And I think that because of your open attitude about what was going on you were able to not panic mm -hmm. and just accept right. it as a as a and as an adventure or part that's of that right experience yeah, yeah. and that, and that's one of the tricks of traveling especially if you want to travel with a little bit of an adventure yeah um is being open to um the be open to the mistakes that you can make yeah. and and for uh, things that can go wrong I and what and and things that might feel unpleasant or that you might mm -hmm. or that you might look you know beforehand you might look and say oh that would be unpleasant i don't want to do that right but but maybe that's okay maybe unpleasantness is as long as it's not life-threatening or that there's you know not mm -hmm. not a not a ton of pain but just unpleasantness might be fine yeah exactly like it's it might be a little painful at first to say jump in a freezing cold lake. <laughs> yeah. But did you but do that? I, I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's something to talk about afterwards, yeah. you know. That I mean, or or walk or or go swimming on a uh, naturalist beach, which is one yeah. of those beaches where people walk around without any clothes on. Right. Or, yeah. or like, I mean, there's so many amazing fun adventures and things mm -hmm. that are slightly uncomfortable. But if you're willing to to look at it with um, uh, with a, a, like a new eyes, you know, or mm -hmm. look at it with the possibility of um, of opportunity, you know, yeah, uh, and, and still be able to find something positive out of, of the of the potential negative experience you may have, yeah, um, it's. Uh, it always turns out to be something worth experiencing because then yeah. not only do you have a story to tell, but you also have a um, um, experience to experience. help someone else through yeah. that trauma that you may have experienced. Or an, And I think that it, it also gives you personal experience that is valuable. Mm -hmm. You know, it teaches you a lesson or gives you just some kind of experience that you would not have otherwise had that um that 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 i think it benefits you in a certain way um whether it be emotional strength or mental strength or mm -hmm. or just to be able to to have that in your put that in your bag of experiences that this is something i i did that i went through that's right and, you know but 
and so get you, something experienced. So then after Australia was France, so <laughs> I stayed a couple of weeks in Paris. Um, and then after Paris, I went south and worked at a couple of different bed and breakfasts uh-huh. and uh, just helped. There was one of my favorite bed and breakfasts was in a town called Uzes, in a little okay. hamlet outside of the town. And I stayed there for about a month to a month and a half, uh-huh. just helping with the, um, oh, what do they call it? The yard? I call it the yard. <laughs> helping them with the grounds. The, the garden or what? The well, garden, I guess the pool. Yeah. English. Uh, and, then, and then breakfast, just helping them set up breakfast in the morning. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then I had the rest of the day all to myself. I mean, it was probably the most like easygoing place out of yeah. all of the, the experience when I was uh, traveling for that time, uh, cool. where uh, basically all my work was done after about 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. And then, so I had the rest of the day to do anything and everything. So yeah. I spent most of the time just like working on my computer in, in the garden. Uh, editing videos and just writing mm-hmm. and then the rest and then the other times I went and explored a, a castle that was crumbling on a hill wow, and yeah. biked into town and um, and just explored the the, the, the town um, I would have loved to pick up like a ceramics class or something like that uh-huh. now that looking back on it it's like that's something that I would have done now it's like gone in and said hey is there a ceramics class because there was like different classes that you could have taken I could have taken uh, oh, okay. and just been a little bit more involved in the community I was I was a bit involved uh, in the fact of like the the people I was staying with they were putting together a um, what do you call it when a group of people like march downtown with signs and like a, a protest or something? Like protest. That, or... There we go. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I was a part of a protest. Uh, this okay. was in 2015, um, where they had a a school. It was a one room schoolhouse that was for this, uh, and it was a public school. It was one of the one of the few public schools left that uh-huh. was a one-room schoolhouse. And all the teachers and all the kids loved this school. And there's only like one or two teachers in the school. Um, but they, the the government wanted to shut it down. So they were, the, all the teachers, I mean, all the parents put together a protest Mm-hmm. And they protested down Uzes uh, to the government's o- or the whatever the guy in charge of that place was. There goes my camera. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And um, so, long story short, uh, I made a video about it and helped them with the camp with their protest. And because I made the video and the video happened oh. to be in English, it got into more news than. Uh, anyway, then just local news, right? Then, then the local news. So it yeah. saved it saved the school for, wow. at, least another, for at least that year. Yeah. <laughs> what know? a cool thing that you can say! Like you basically you were you were uh, you helped to save a school while you were traveling in France, <laughs> That's and, right. and all because of the way you traveled, which was to go and engage with local and, and smaller communities and live with there in in them and and mm-hmm. engage in them. That's cool. Yeah. That's right. So you went and then you went to France. And then is that basically the entire uh, trip? A little bit. So I ended up going to Belgium for a couple of oh, okay. weeks. And then after okay. Belgium, I went to um, Virginia. I went back to the States, but instead mm-hmm. of going back home, I went to Virginia. And then I went a little bit to California and then from California to Texas. And then okay. from Texas, I went back home to Utah is okay. where I call yeah. home. 
yeah and me as well um okay so i mean what a, a remarkable experience so so give me like a summer a a, a, a give me like a your your favorite or 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 most important lesson maybe that you learned while you were traveling or experience that you had what was what was maybe your favorite or one of your favorites um is the world is a lot friendlier than than we think like mm. news and media really wants to push the fact of how dangerous people are and mm. how dangerous other countries are and like they really stress that but in reality i mean majority of the the world is lovely people yeah. are lovely and they most people have your best interest in mind and mm. as long as you are looking to also bless uh, and help the the people around you um then there's uh, there's always going to be a balance where um the best word i can say is miracles um where just like the universe works in your favor to provide you what you need mm. uh, when you have um the desire to help those around you and, and just what a great lesson for especially right now right mm. where we're all kind of i think being divided along many different lines political or or uh you know social lines or whatever they might be um medical lines whatever and 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 this was kind of a theme for my discussion with my cousin the other day which was that to see people don't forget to see people as people still even if you're have different opinions and different viewpoints and and i'm all for standing for what you believe in seriously i think that's important standing mm -hmm. for what is right but all along the way don't forget that people are people and 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 in your point it's that most people are still good people, right? I mean, they, they have, are. and they'll, they, they'll, uh, they have, they want to do good, mm -hmm. um, and, and help other people, you know, and, and so, so if we can kind of keep that in mind a little bit more, then I think that might, uh, improve our situation. I um, believe it. Yeah. A lot better. So. Well, that is, that is a really cool, really awesome experience. So again, um, let's talk about, let's just say like, where can people find you? Um, and where can people buy your book? And yeah. So if you guys go to socialthepower.com, that's where you can find my book and learn mm -hmm. more about, um, that adventure and, and how you can build your social skills Yeah, and you can. And then for me personally, I keep a, it's kind of like a blog. Um, if you go to jasondreambig.com, that's mm -hmm. my personal page, and that's where you can find me. Awesome. And you've got an, uh, an Instagram. I'll link all that in the show notes. I do. So if you search Jason Dream Big, um, I'm on most of the media, yeah. or most of the social platforms. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, my friend, thank you so much for coming on. It was an excellent conversation. Thanks. Uh, you have so much, I think, warmth and, and kindness to offer. Uh, the world and 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 uh, definitely have uh, blessed my life in in, in uh, immeasurable ways and grateful for your friendship and your insight here. So, thanks, man. You're uh, awesome. Thank you. So so yeah, we'll uh, we'll call it there for today. But um, hope everyone enjoyed that conversation, and I know I did. So um, I'll talk to you later, buddy. 
Take care, man. 